Woo. So yeah, welcome to the human. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, welcome to the human pod. This is our new episode. So we're going to talk about technology and its relationship with culture. We have two guests uh, from two different opposing culture. One, Martin Heidegger. He's a main brain. <laughs> main brain. Yes, that's that's that'll be a pretty interesting topic to talk about. And then, oh uh, no. Uh, he does product development on Infotech. He has 20 years in uh, programming, designing, management, and he's from Austria. You know, Austria, again, it's you know European culture and things like that. It'll be something that we could talk about. And also, on the other side, we have Askauda. Uh, Askauda is from Japan. Again, a, a really unique culture that we can talk about. UX designers, uh, she does service designer as well, and NLP chatbot designers. So, yep, so what's up you, with you guys? Maybe you can have a small introduction, uh, starting from, I don't know, maybe Martin? Hello. Yeah. <laughs> nice to see you all again. <laughs> yes. Osaka, right? yeah. um, hi, I'm Martin. Uh, mm -hmm. I grew up in the countryside of Austria mm -hmm. uh, on the Swiss border, if somebody knows. So it's very far away from Vienna. It's very far away from any other bigger city in Europe. Mm -hmm. It's not far away from other biggest cities. And uh, over the years, I've become interested in programming. Mm -hmm. um, it kind of was my way out of the area, even though I didn't want to leave. Mm -hmm. uh, but I left uh, eventually for technology. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, I met my wife on my first travel to Japan, mm -hmm. um, unrelated. <laughs> uh, it's, it's okay. Uh, but, uh, it kind of we can talk about the relationship if you want. Let's talk about the hot spot. <laughs> yeah, please, please continue. Uh, we can, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. But I met my wife uh, mm -hmm. and eventually uh, moved to Japan. And I've been in Japan now for 10 years. I um, I have a, a name that is uh, familiar to some people, so I share a name with a uh, infamous uh, philosopher, and for that reason, I got uh, some influence in <laughs> influ in philosophy stuff over the years, and I just uh, tend to to move with it. Uh, right now, I'm doing a decentralized technology products. I try to yeah build it, uh, get it done, but still learning. It turns mm -hmm. out. It turns out. Just get getting older doesn't necessarily mean you get wiser. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So, and then Aska, maybe you, uh, you can do just a little bit of introductions. Uh, okay, um, I'm Japanese, and okay. I live in Japan. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I grew up in I grew up suburb suburb of Kansai area. Uh, yeah, suburb of Kansai. Mm -hmm. But I graduated a college in art college in the UK. And oh. I worked in Canada for one year. Mm -hmm. So maybe around four or five years, I was outside of Japan. And Are you so, in Japan right now? Yeah, no, okay. yeah I, now I'm in Japan, but um, I have experience mm -hmm. to living outside of Japan. Okay, um, okay. Yeah, and also, I think past seven, no, six years or seven years, 
I I've been working with international team. Mm -hmm. So Vietnamese engineers and European staffs. Mm -hmm. So I think I have a quite experience with diversity mm -hmm. environment. Uh, okay. Yeah. Technology and culture, I think I, I can only talk about, you know, the, from the Japanese side uh, because I live in Japan. So in Japan, there's a lot of things, you know, that is uniquely Japan, let's say um, the bidet or, uh, and also the sound buttons all, uh, inside the toilet. Also, Aibo, Aibo came from Japan. And then what else? Um, yeah. What else? Well, there's a lot of things that I like can talk the about. Block. What again? The Tenji block. The, tenji block, okay. The Tenji block are awesome. Oh, okay, okay. From Japan? Tenji block, I'm not sure they are from Japan, but I haven't seen it anywhere as as as, as available everywhere. Yeah, and also in Europe, um, in historical, there's a Volkswagen, or also, although it's just a car. <laughs> That's the only thing that I know because I never really in Europe. Yeah. So again, but if you uh, if you if you uh, take one each of these cases and sort of like uh, go deeper, uh, let's say, what's what's the use of sound buttons? What's the use of bidet? <laughs> right, uh, and then mm. let's say again, eyeball. What's if you compare with the robot? from United States or from Europe. Uh, robot here, it's sort of like designed to be more for, more friendly, more cute. You can talk about Doraemon and things like that. It's <laughs> a cute blue cat, right? It's sort of like uh, not very ag aggressive cat. I mean, if you compare it with all the Transformers from Japan as well. So why is that? Uh, yeah, Martin, would, would you like to add something? You know what? <laughs> mm -hmm. The first robots that I've seen on TV were the um, were in the 80s I think it wasn't transformers it was like those thunder uh, like the, the cat transformers I, I don't know this TV yeah, show is not the cat no it, oh, no that's like, the, that's it was like the uh, five, robot. five uh, robots yeah get together and form a yeah, yeah, that's combined. yeah I know that movie I have watched that as well I I mm. saw I saw it in the in, at my grandma's TV because we mm -hmm. didn't have a TV and um, at my grandma's TV, when I saw it, um, I thought that's American. Mm. <laughs> or I, I knew that it was not German. It was not the, the local culture. So I saw mm -hmm. it in comics and I saw like, this seems weird. Why would someone want to do that? And what the, you know, what is going on here? I have no <laughs> idea. Maybe you can try. Like... <laughs> I, I never think, I can't imagine. What robots did you see when you were younger? I mean, like I know that uh, in Asia there's like the uh, the uh, the the Tetsuji Niju Hachi or so the the. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's really. Mm -hmm. What robot shape, do you? Shape is not shape is not really cool, but yeah, that's that's a. I find it awesome. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What was the first mm. robot that you remember? Um, my first robot, uh, actually, I have classic Aibo and Sony mm -hmm. Rory. Mm -hmm. And I love robots so much because mm -hmm. 
in my image of robots are more like a friendly like a friendlier mm -hmm. and always beside you mm -hmm. and help you a lot yes yes but, and also uh, yeah go yeah, ahead so like um um yeah more like a companion thing companion things Compa com com companion yes, yes. yeah companion <laughs> yeah companion so not like a uh, fighting for you or like a uh, not 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 yeah, like yeah. That, that type of image for for me uh -huh. yeah so this is pretty interesting because um you know the girlfriend robots you know where you can take your girlfriend right that's comes from Japan as well. I mean, I mean, I'm trying to be offensive here, but this is interesting because there's a lot of things that's uniquely Japan, mm. and people sort of chose a robot that sort of can connect connect with you emotionally. I don't know whether you guys uh, have watched hers, where you can download the the AI and then it um, becomes her. Her, yes, yeah, her. I mean, that's. I mean, yes. My question would be like, why is that? Why? Why? Well, um, mm -hmm, from what inside also. First off, when I'm in Japan, I never feel like uh, Japan is so different. Like mm -hmm. it is mm -hmm. different, but uh, a lot of it feels like they're just shifted in time. You know, like there are some th some things are a bit uh, further, and some things a bit delayed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so some mm -hmm. in Japan just happened earlier, and uh, I'm not sure where it came from. But all the robots that I saw. Um, they used to be like foreign experiences that I foreign experiences. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, like manga, right? Manga, okay, manga okay. comics. Uh, we're talking about culture today, so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think manga f feature uh, fits quite into it. And uh, when I was fifteen, I was a geek, mm -hmm. and suddenly, mm -hmm. like my my brother got uh, Dragon Ball, the first mm -hmm. three books from my grandma mm -hmm. and I read that <laughs> like, in my brother's books, you know, like there's mm -hmm. child, mm -hmm. uh, uh, sibling rivalry mm -hmm. and everything. Mm -hmm. like but I read those books and um, for some reason at the beginning, I thought like, ah, comics, they can't be cool. And I'm like, mm -hmm. was like, they're the coolest. And then he laid it aside and I was like, mm -hmm. let's look into it. Mm -hmm. And uh, around that time, that was, when was it? 2000? Mm -hmm. The first mangas came to Germany. So the Dragon mm -hmm. Ball, the, the three main mm -hmm. Dragon Balls that came, they were actually mm -hmm. one of the, the first properly syndicated, you know, big publisher kind of manga books that were mm -hmm. in Germany. Mm -hmm. Before that, we did have some like Bel we, we did have a lot of Belgian comics. Asterix, remember Asterix? You remember Asterix and Obelix, but mm -hmm. there is only one volume of Asterix and Obelix translated. Oh, oh really? <laughs> and oh. nobody knows it. We got it like in a in an old bookstore. We 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 kind of collected it so my 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 wife can read Asterix and Obelix. And my wife and my my mother in law they are looking at me and my son. We enjoy Asterix and Obelix like you know like wow and they're like what the you know what you, you can swear <laughs> <laughs> this makes no sense <laughs> So uh, manga came to to Europe around 2000, mm -hmm. and uh, to German uh, the German speaking Europe around 2000. Mm -hmm. France was a bit quicker, and then I was a geek, right? Mm -hmm. I, I think Aska, you had manga from your childhood, right? 
Yeah, but I'm my family just allowed us to read um Fujiko Fujio. So Doraemon <laughs> or like a really like a you know a friendly things. Mm. Like a peaceful, friendly, not fighting at all, the <laughs> manga. <laughs> so not not like a Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball is okay. <laughs> mm, so, <laughs> so but more like a Doraemon. Yeah, uh, I think you know, like you say, Doraemon, like it's something everybody knows. But mm -hmm. as a matter of fact, when I go to Europe, nobody knows it. So maybe you can explain what is Doraemon and why does it matter for the conversation? Uh, yeah, be before that, what is the emotional connection? Why do Japanese people I prefer? I think Doraemon has a lot to do with that. <laughs> yeah, prefer a robot that can connect emotionally. I think it's because of a start from Doraemon, I think. Uh, mm -hmm. Somehow Doraemon is not popular in Europe or Western culture, but mm -hmm. so popular in Asia, right? Yes, and, in Asia as well. Right? So mm -hmm. that, that's a bit, for me, a bit strange, I mean, things mm -hmm. too. But uh, Doraemon is a cat robot, cat-shaped mm -hmm. robot, but mm -hmm. without ear. and he came from future and now lives with his friend or mm -hmm. something mm -hmm. so so i always help the help the character i, I mean the main character and so mm -hmm. so popular so so maybe that manga um i think over 40 or 50 years over so, 50 years okay right? so quite a long time Doraemon is really popular in japan so in maybe in our image of robot based on Doraemon so robot always help us robot came from future and help us and improve our life better mm. that, that's maybe i think our, our in, image i think i see but well, how, why does it have to be cute because if you see the boston the dynamics they created a robot that can improve your life as well right that the thing the dog robots you can put things on on top of that but it doesn't you know it doesn't look cute <laughs> whereas <laughs> japan's you know looks cute i mean <laughs> sorry just wanted to know why i mean this is a pretty interesting topic i think i i think but, that's because uh, hmm? Um, I, I think it's um, cult, Japanese culture. Mm -hmm. So you have to show you are not danger. You're not to, danger. You, I mean, you are not. Oh God, I'm so bad at this. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, so like, um, I'm not sure this is just a Japanese culture or Asian mm -hmm. culture, but maybe like uh, we have to show ourselves not like a, how can I say, um, I, I don't know, how, how can I say, we, we, we want to show us like a friendly and nice people, mm -hmm. okay, but okay. not like an American way, mm -hmm. I guess, like... Austrians um, want to be nice too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah, right. Mm. I, I don't know, somehow we prefer cute. Mm. 
So yeah, I have another question that connected to that. Maybe, but before that, maybe Martin, mm. you know, have an have an opinion on on that topic. Yeah. Yeah. Why does it be cute? Mm. Um, well, uh, Doraemon, I, I just started to read it, uh, or not I read, it. read it. <laughs> I didn't read it. My son watches it on on, on Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, and he started to watch it, and uh, I'm like, hey, this is pretty nice. Like, this is yeah, pretty yeah. Well made, and it's very, very creative. Uh, actually, I did make some like uh, TV, no, not TV website uh, that was adjacent to a TV commercial that had the Doraemon Dokodemo door. Uh, so the door where you can go anywhere, uh, connected with some uh, Google Maps API. But Google Maps API. Yeah, yeah, and then like you had like a website where you had your Dokodemo door, and you clicked on it, and then you got with Google Street View to some place in the world. Wow! Nice little experiment. Well, it, mm. it's really well um, but I didn't know really how important Doraemon is and how how like awesome <laughs> the concept mm. is and the storytelling. And uh, I, I do think it makes you know like the, the the cuteness does make some factor. But you, I, I, if we go back to to culture, right? And if we look at culture at the, at the greater picture, I look at it as, um, as like social uh, common understanding. You know, like mm -hmm. you speak Japanese, and when a, a group big enough uh, that speaks reasonable similar <laughs> Japanese. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and Tokyo Ben is still uh, recognizable. Uh, so when they come together, they are forming this culture. And um, I grew up in an area that has no culture in that sense. Like uh, the language that I speak, my slang, is spoken by about 300,000 people. Uh, mm -hmm. Maybe a bit more. It's understood by about a million, but that's about it. So about a million people can understand when I speak slang, maybe two or three. If you if you want to uh, expand it, so there's a really small group of people. But in Japan, you have like 120 million people. There have been 120 million people for quite a while, and or like it is a sufficiently big uh, country that that forms a culture and that brings together this this uniformity of knowledge. And um, in there, uh, Doraemon, and maybe I, I haven't read it, but Astro Boy maybe. Astro, Astro Boy. Boy. Astro Boy, yeah, Astro Boy. Astro Boy was before, right? Mm, and before. There, there are some like friendly computer uh, things, but in like where I'm from, we didn't have any cultural development. Like there, there was not like a, a archetypical story that came from that area that said like, hey, this is how we imagine future in our area to be. If I imagine future in my area to be, I imagine it the same like it was 100 years ago. Like <laughs> my future, my image of the future of the, 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 the country that I grew up in, in 100 years, will look the same. Like I didn't imagine it to change. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the mobile phones change. Huh? Maybe only mobile phones. Not even mobile phone, you know, like <laughs> even with the arrival of the mobile phone, the, the area seemed very static, very, mm -hmm. very just uh, uh, unmoving to times. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, so like coming to a place where future happens is something weird to me. Mm. I see, I see. That's true. Uh -huh. And in Japan, you know, Japan created future. Like, there's a lot of things that were created in Japan, culture-wise, you, mm -hmm. you know, like capsule hotels. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> laugh about it, but 
you know who that made capsule hotels with not the Japanese, uh, but uh, Shinkansen, maglev trains. Some of these were built in Germany, but uh, are uh, similar in Germany. But for a big part, you know, like robots, uh, so many games that have been developed here, virtual games, you know, like uh, set on top. Of course, there are individuals all over the world that try to participate in this culture. But it seems, uh, if you're talking about culture, it means that there is this big whole group of people that understands the same concept. And uh, Doraemon, I think, are, are especially the you know young age kids program that are running for a very long time. I think they have a pretty big influence. And the cutie part, I mean, like, come on, Doraemon is the cutest. Yeah, and then also there's a Hello Kitty. Hello Kitty before it was before Doraemon, right? It's 1960. Oh, really? Sanrio. Mm, so I... <laughs> okay. sure. I, I think I think Doraemon's older. Oh. Ah, I see, I see. Doraemon is five years older than her. So okay. So yeah. I just found this uh, pretty interesting article. Well, from Wikipedia. Um uh, it says that Tomo Yuki Sugiyama, author of Cool Japan, say cute fashion in Japan can be traced back to the Edo period with the popularity of Netsuke. I don't know what Netsuke that means. Uh, illustrator Rune Naito, who produced illustration of large head, baby face girls, and cartoon animals from Japanese girl magazines from 1950s to the 1970s, 1970s, is credited with pioneering what would become the culture of aesthetic of kawaii. So it's been around mm. since the Edo period, mm, oh. which is pretty interesting. Yeah, interesting. Mm. Mm. I see. I, <laughs> <laughs> but this Akira. Akira is when I first watched Akira. It's so um, <laughs> heart heart wrenching, I guess, because you know you have this person who transformed to some really hideous monsters, right? And there's mm. no there's no cute components inside that movie. It's heart wrenching. I didn't, uh, see that all. Mm. <laughs> I didn't perceive it at all. Okay. Not at all. No. <laughs> no, no. Oh, okay. Do you like? Do you like our? Do you I like love, Akira? I love Akira. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thank okay. I it it was a weird movie. Again, like you know, like I come from a country where nothing changes basically. Mm -hmm. Like even now, if you go there, uh, <laughs> um, all the technology is there to support being. Mm stuck in time. Uh -huh. uh, <laughs> uh, but when I look at Akira, I, I see people that are um, they are trying to find enlightenment. Like mm -hmm. Tetsuo tries to find enlightenment, Akira tries to find enlightenment, and Kaneda is kind of in the moment kind of person. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. he, he becomes mm -hmm. or he challenges the executive, but Tetsuo wants to become bigger, wants to become mm -hmm. more, wants to become, you know, like uh, this big being, and in the end, uh, it consumes him, and mm -hmm. he turns into this. Well, this it's not really disfigured, mm -hmm. like it turns into a baby, right? Like, mm, yes, huge, massive baby. Uh, and, yeah, and the the other kids that that look very old, they were kind of weird, but mm -hmm. they look to me like, um, they look to me like trying to preserve you, a uh, youth, you know, like, uh. Uh, like old women who who try to still look like they're in their twenties. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> so like, if someone has like tries to you know uh, cover their face with a different identity, even though mm -hmm. they're, they're 
actually different. This is how that looked to me. It, it didn't look like that heart wrenching. The <sighs> there is not so much tragedy, except that I found it really sad that Tetsu and Kaneda never, never uh, like managed to talk with each other nicely. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The cute culture. So that's pretty interesting. Like Asuka says that um, Japanese people want to connect with something that is cute, not conf confrontational, right? So because I work for an advertising agency and then there's a lot of advertising movies like CM, commercials. Mm -hmm. um, they use a lot of cute characters. And mm. what also if they want to sort of introduce a product or do you want to, to, to sort of persuade people to use the product, they do it in sort of like a um, very indirect way. And also uh, I read one article because one, the reason why um, uh, Japanese commercials use cute products so, so not to offend the, the, the watchers. What do you think about that? Is that true or maybe I'm bullshitting a bit? <laughs> I do not know how to offend Japanese people. Asuka, give me a, give me a crash course. <laughs> so, what, so why people use why, why Japanese people prefer cute character? Uh -huh. I don't know. Maybe feels more secure. Feels more secure. I don't mm. know. You don't need protection. You need like fluffy. Hmm. So yeah. It's actually a nice philosophical, uh, uh, psychological attempt, you know? Like, if you're already very strong, and hmm. Japanese people are, like, in Japanese schools, like, if you go about cultural comparison, right? My son is now in school, hmm. and he's, he's trained. <laughs> he's seven years old, and he's trained. And I was in, in school, and my school, my, my, my physical education in my school was shit compared to what he goes through. So every Japanese person that I see is like super fit and, you know, like strong. And mm -hmm. maybe if you're fit and strong, you need something soft and uh, cozy to feel protected in. Mm -hmm. Like when you're feeling, mm -hmm. when you're feeling soft and I used to be a lot, you know, like there used to be a lot more Martin here. <laughs> you mm -hmm. like that strong feeling as a, as a protector, you know, like the, the hardness, the, the, the thing that becomes the protecting. Mm -hmm. I see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Another interesting point that I've, I know this one Japanese girl, he was, uh, she was working as a uh, shop attendant, Kesuke. Mm. And she, she said uh, on her first training, uh, her boss told her that when you talk to um, the customers, you need to sort of t to increase your pitch three mm. levels from mm. your original voice, which is the, when I talk like this, and I, if I talk to a customer, hello, Martin. <laughs> so this sort of, sort of, sort of, trying to impose, you know, non-confrontational uh, aspect of things, right? And, and this is this is something that I've never found in other culture. In Indonesia, if you go to the shop, you know, the women will talk like in the same tone. I don't know. I think you're probably the same, right? Maybe much more rude, <laughs> especially if you go to France. <laughs> Yeah, somehow, somehow, yeah, 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 Marty, please, please. I, I say something. <laughs> yeah, cool, cool. 
<laughs> to me, that's just skill. You know, like uh, I had a I had a friend in the past in Europe. Like I've, it's been a while since I don't live in Europe for a while now. But mm -hmm. uh, she was a she was also a sales clerk, and she hated smiling. You know, mm -hmm. like you have to smile. You are yeah, representing yeah. a certain class of people, and you have to be polite. But if everybody is fuck poor, <laughs> yeah, yeah, nobody like takes care of this but if you're you know try to address address people you have to mm. make them feel like rich yeah are you gonna be treated nice today yeah i heard it like let's say american in walmart if you go to american shop well i've been to america a few times so if you go to walmart let's say they're gonna greet you like hey how are you how's things sir they, they are really nice but that, then again i've read one this one article let's say if you go to europe uh, there's a lot of american who's sort of shocked so when you go inside the shops and every everybody just you know nobody cares about you <laughs> they're not gonna ask if you ask and if you ask they just have the straight face no smiles very gloomy i, I don't know why yeah but that's the, the something that also i want to ask martin why is that i i can i can get into that but i would i'm curious how <laughs> aska experienced uk like you were in the UK, oh, right? yeah, you live in the uk what do you think about that <laughs> i think that yeah, UK, the women are quite strong, stronger than here. So I think it's a, the, the voice pitch and like a smiling attitude, soft attitude, because of the men and women's equalness, it's gaps mm -hmm. different. Like Europe is a gap is just small, but Japan is a quite big gap. So then women has to be soft and weak. Mm. So try so showing like a weakness, like um, I don't I don't attack you. I'm 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 just you know like a showing some like a yeah. Although although be, sorry Martin before <laughs> I don't start. Although I've you know I met a couple of uh, European women and well a lot of well, a couple of Japanese women. I kind of feel they are Japanese women are stronger than the European counterparts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what do you think about it? So go ahead. Uh, <laughs> I have a question for Asuka first. Like, how do you get that perspective that you have to be nice and kind as a woman? Like, okay. did your that's mom good, ever? Did your mom ever tell you like? Answer. Uh, sorry, good question. Yeah, did your mom ever tell you like if you do this, this is bad, or did you try it out and they like? Uh, teasing you for it, or is it like in the girls' club at high school? I don't know. Like, where do you get this from? Um, I think from my classmates, like uh, high school classmates or something, or even from. I think in elementary school was not like that, but you feel you have to, your attitude has to be like a feminine and have to show weak and you know soft and weak. I realize it from junior high. And my my mom was so strong because she's mm. a manager of one organization and she's really always a complaint about how you know difficult to be manager in Japanese company mm. because except her everybody men and many men doesn't want to don't want to work for her 
because at that point she was quite new mm. i mean not many female manager there what year was this hmm? what year was this what does it what year what yeah yeah i think 2000 oh still recent Really? Yeah, two thousand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, two thousand. So mm -hmm. then, um, she always complains, mm -hmm. but she has to be. She, she's really smart. She's strong, mm -hmm. but she can't show her strongness and smartness completely. Mm -hmm. Like so, always like a, like outside, always soft, but inside the house, always like a complaining, like a. I see. Yeah. <laughs> so. Mm. so Martin had a really meaningful laugh there. Oh, yeah. So, oh my God. Um, I have a, I'm an uneducated background, right? So mm -hmm. uh, I learned most of things myself. My father is self-taught. Mm -hmm. My father, my father, I have a, I have a, uh, interesting relationship to my father. He is mm. self-taught. He went to school uh, very briefly, mm -hmm. and then uh, became like um, uh, you know, like secondhand to the boss uh, at a mm -hmm. medium-sized company without education. Mm -hmm. And it did have this impression to me that it doesn't doesn't really matter what you you learn. Uh, it matters how hard you work at it, and it matters mm -hmm. you know, like uh, that you're doing the right things at the right mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, gaining respect from others is, is not really uh, part of the education part. So I didn't go to university. I didn't finish high school. I didn't go to university. I just mm -hmm. started working at the things that I thought were important to work at. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, like my, I was quick to to be stopped. Uh, quick. Uh, it was hard to be stopped. Like, okay. Unstoppable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, unstoppable. Like, <laughs> My parents certainly couldn't stop me. I, I left the, the, my home at, uh, when I was 17, Ooh. and I lived in a different town when I was 17 by myself, mm -hmm. uh, like 200 kilometers away, so mm -hmm. uh, remote from my family. Mm -hmm. I didn't hate them. Like, there was no anger. It's just I, I wanted to do my own road. Mm -hmm. And uh, now that I look at it, education does make a quite big difference. You know, like when mm -hmm. you can talk about... Uh, general topics, you know, like of chemistry, when you have an understanding of mass and something like that. And I just feel in Japan, there are a lot less stupid people because they're just better educated. <laughs> <laughs> like they know more, like at least to, to the, the, the things that I learned in school, you know, like the, the, the topics that I go through with my son right now. I mean, my son, like my son's mother is a teacher, so he's probably going to be well educated. But also the textbooks, they're already far further than I remember from my junior, uh, uh, my elementary school years. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, maybe it's a, it's a change of time, but uh, the, the average Japanese person that I encounter is much better read and it's much better informed than people that I see in Europe. And if we look at this from the, from the, 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 the women perspective, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, European women have... There, there is a cultural pressure there that says, like, mm -hmm. they have to be strong. Mm -hmm. oh. 
so there, there is like a pressure for the women to to mm -hmm. actually show their strength, and it mm -hmm. has you know like it has partnership uh, implications, but they have to show that they are strong even there if they are not intelligent. So you mm -hmm. get poorly educated, stupid women <laughs> with very loud voices. Uh, so, <laughs> not 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 that like in every culture you have better educated yeah. and you have worse educated people but because everybody has to be loud like <laughs> the stupid loud ones kind of stick out right mm, yes of course <laughs> and in japan it feels like this the the amanda uh, the women here have been they're like on my first trip to japan i've met a woman that's you know what was sitting there waiting for me for getting their shoes repaired and she said like yeah i studied german in in university but now i'm a housewife and i'm like mm. What do you use that knowledge for? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you must be a lot brighter than this. So yeah. uh, I have not seen I have not seen many stupid Japanese women. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think I also think um, Japanese women is not necessarily more weaker than the European counterparts. It's just um, they are more reserved. But let's say if they were faced uh, with some certain challenges i think you know japanese women i guess is much more better than the european counterparts i don't know maybe i'm wrong i wouldn't i i i, I know i use this in words mm -hmm. but i think we should be careful about using better and worse because mm. it would apply, yeah, it, it, know, depends. It, it, yes, it requires a scale like mm. if you have better and worse you you have like your ideal mm -hmm. there and you go there yeah i don't think it's yeah yeah i agree with martin i, I don't think uh, uh uh, that there are somebody who's weak or more stronger. I think they are more the same. It's just the way they express their, their themselves different. I think that's that's why European women uh, looks more stronger. Do you, do you agree, Martin? Uh, European women take part in conversation more. Mm. Like, I think, mm. but that, that that is true everywhere. Like men try to just talk more. That's why I'm loud now. And <laughs> I, uh, I'm getting, I'm noticing it, and I'm like, oh no, did I do it again? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I talk, I talk a lot any in any context. Okay, okay, yes. <laughs> so, so we talk about, but the cuteness of robot, and we talk about women. Uh, what else we should talk about? Still within the technology, uh, technology topic right so let's uh, talk about toilet <laughs> I, i'm really curious about the the the, the, the uh, toilet sound the toilet button sound thing <laughs> how, how does it start is that some somebody uh, yeah i think mm -hmm. you can watch, watch it on wikipedia right uh, <laughs> i mean the basics like let's let's go into a different direction i think that's a better <laughs> question aska yeah. What do you think about toilets and how important is it in your life? <laughs> <laughs> but toilet is important for everyone, right? Yeah. Oh, oh. It's different per culture. So if you go into cultural context, like if you go to Austria these days, yeah. Yeah. you cannot get a public toilet. Oh, like, really? Example, oh. If I drive what? by car yeah. uh, and we need to go to the toilet, it's really hard to find one. There is no supermarket with a toilet. Most supermarkets have no toilet available. Uh, shops close early. 
and are not open on weekends. So it's really hard to get a, a, a free public toilet in Switzerland or Austria in some parts. Like mm -hmm. you, you, you go and shit in the woods. Like that's what happened. <laughs> 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 There is a difference here. You know? so yeah, how yeah. do you experience toilet? Like what yeah. And also, I would like to add, so I think Japan also, it's like one of the countries where they sort of trying to improve the toilet technology as opposed to any other countries. How do you experience yeah. that growing up? Was it, like, <laughs> like, was it like this when you were younger? Or when did the first like... Yes, yes. From the squatting, the squatting culture, we have the, uh, the old uh, traditional toilets. And then it now it's sort of gradually, you have the most advanced using laser. Um, I'm, I'm exaggerating, of course. <laughs> That's something you, when you, you approach the toilet, it opens by himself. How does it? How does it? <laughs> what's the history of that? History. I'm not sure. So it, it's when I was a kid, the toilet was like a same as European toilets, I think. Mm -hmm. But then, little by little, mm -hmm. getting advanced. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Was it a major thing or was it like your mom decided, nah, we need to get a new toilet or like, was it advertised? Uh, I don't, I'm not sure. When, when my parents bought a new, new house, they they bought uh, the most advanced toilet at the time. So, so that's <laughs> <one>, right. <laughs> In other culture, nobody ever thought about that. Yeah, we should buy. We, we should prioritize the toilet first. My father bought uh, mm. built a new house. And he made a new toilet and he was like, I want to get a really fancy toilet in there. And the most fanciest toilet that he could get in 2010 didn't have, you know, like more than three buttons. <laughs> <laughs> in Indonesia, there's no buttons. Nobody ever thought about that. Yes, yeah, so, and please continue. <laughs> Sorry, we've been interrupting your conversation. Mm -hmm. yeah, my my yeah. conversation was so, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so your parent bought a house and then. Yeah, so then. So, yeah, just uh, advanced toilet they bought, that's all. Really. If you talk about the user interface, like for me, when I come to Japan and I see the user interface with the many buttons, I just recently figured out that there is like this flippable piece of plastic that allows you to access another 10 buttons on the toilet. But, you know, like how was that for you when you first time had this, this toilet? Did it come like with an explanation? Did your parents talk to you about this? Or was it like, yeah, use it and maybe figure it out by yourself? Or <laughs> was it self-explanatory? Like, did you think like, oh, everything works like I expected? <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember because the, quite a long time we are using this advanced advanced style toilet, and mm. just advanced advancedness are different. But still, like a first time was like a three button then. Then became a uh, five buttons and become uh, <laughs> ten buttons, right? So little by little we learn. So toilet, <laughs> maybe in the future, using machine learning. <laughs> yeah, and now, like um, my parents' house toilet has just you open the door like a toilet door and not mm -hmm. toilet door. Yeah, toilet door. 
bathroom door, then to toilet, how do you call like opens automatically? Yeah, open, yeah, open automatically. <laughs> so, yeah, so it, everything is automatical. So, then you know, even the sounds automatically sounds and flushing is automatically when you stand up and mm. flush. So, then you don't need to run many things, yeah, actually, at the moment. So, there are loads of buttons, but I never use it at my parents' home because everything automatically. Naru, I see. Really? So, my next question Were there women who complain about, yeah, when I, you know, <laughs> when I take the number two, I don't want I don't want people to <laughs> number three when I'm pooping <laughs> inside a public toilet. I don't want people to hear my you know fart sound. Were there any you know women complained about that? Because I, I I'm trying to think about it like if I work for the toilet company, right? How is that the 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 idea came about? Like hey, maybe we should put a toilet sound button <laughs> on the toilet. I... They did have a focus group. Like they have data, you know, big data is <laughs> big data. <laughs> there is this Wikipedia article on it, right? Really? Yeah, really? I'm trying to find it. Yeah, really? uh, this is before Asuka's time. I really hope so. I really hope you're not old enough for this. <laughs> <laughs> but in the Wikipedia article, it said like uh, this was in the 60s when mm -hmm. the flushing toilet came to Japan and the women mm -hmm. just flushed and flushed and flushed because they didn't uh... want anybody to hear their shit. <laughs> <laughs> and they were in like kawaii cute. And in order to to reduce the amount of water used by people, they had sounds. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. mm, uh, so okay. that's why. Mm, yeah, maybe that's why. Yeah. I, I, mm. Yeah, that's I, all. <laughs> uh, sorry. I like I think it's uh, also the culture things. When I watched the, like a uh, American movie, mm -hmm. the first first time I saw the teenage girls was talking each other in in bathroom. Ne ne like uh, they are in the toilet ah, the and next, next to bathroom, side. next to each other, uh, in a conversation. Mm -hmm. So that's never happened in Japan. That was so shocking. Like uh, they were like a. Uh, like pee, doing pee, when I'm talking like, uh, are you going to party tonight or something? Mm. So, um, How's so, your poop today? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no, not, not talking yeah. about that, but like, a, just really like a, so just natural conversation and while they are That's peeing. That's a good idea to be honest. Yes, I, go ahead. So for me, it was surprising, like, a, mm -hmm. it, like, a, when you are in the bathroom, like a one, one, you know, tiny toilet there, tiny bathroom there, it's like a private, <laughs> private. Private, right? If, if the, my friend next to me, like a next, next bathroom, small, mm -hmm. small space, and she, if she asks me something, maybe I'm just shocked. <laughs> so, but Western culture, they do this. In Western culture, we also learn to get naked with each other. So, <laughs> well, Japanese so, people get naked. Uh, yeah, naked. Onsen. There's, there's naked. Yeah. So, in Japanese onsen, you're this the gender split, right? 
Yeah, gender split, of course. There well, of are also, <laughs> there's also mixed onsen, right? Ah, uh, yeah, there's mixed onsen, yes. There's mm. Sometimes mixed onsen. Did you go to a sauna in Europe, Asuka? Sa mm, no. But I went to a hot spring in Germany, but everybody wear swimsuit there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, not in the sauna area. In the swimsuit area, you have kids. In the sauna oh. area, you don't have kids. For oh. that very reason. Mm. Mm. Uh, I learned something very interesting about uh, uh, the, the strength of women in German saunas with my wife. Um, so my wife is Japanese and we went there and uh, we had to point out to her, like, uh, don't you feel like, you know, like, the man's penis is like aggressive or something like that. I said, like, <laughs> you have no idea. You have no idea about the power of women. You know, like <laughs> if a woman starts to laugh about the penis, there is literally nothing worse. Like, <laughs> if you're naked and another woman is opposite of you and starts to laugh about you, like, you know, like <laughs> hello, hello, psychotherapist. <laughs> The power of women in a naked, uh, uh, when you're naked, is extremely strong, I think. And, and generally making one naked, I think that is very sensible to anyone. And I think it makes a bit of the, the equality better. <laughs> equality. Yeah. Like, if you understand that you're equal in strength, I think it makes, makes a difference. Mm. <laughs> what do you think, Oscar? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm a bit confused about what, what Martin's saying. <laughs> really? <laughs> maybe we should simplify it. So maybe really? rephrase it in that way. Um, say you go into a sauna and everybody yeah. is naked there, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And you would assume that the man is stronger because of, I don't know, physical strength or whatnot. And you uh -huh. have two women sitting there and they're naked and they're laughing about that man. Mm -hmm. That is harmful psychologically the ah, group power ah, is very strong in that po position ah, it's not a physical strength but ah, there is a certain sense of respect that you need to take care like if you're opposite of that other person and you're disrespecting them by you know doing shitty things like grabbing boobs or you know like <laughs> you know something shitty something disrespectful um then that is a breach of social contract and because you're very vulnerable yourself, because you're naked as well, this mm. is also vulnerable in the other side. <laughs> it doesn't go both ways. Uh, it doesn't go one way. It goes both ways. So both sides, both people, uh, when they're in a naked context, they're just uh, vulnerable at this point in time. And I think uh, uh, if you learn that going to a sauna naked as a man doesn't necessarily put you in a strong position, but rather in a, you know, like... Um, in an emotionally awkward position, uh, where mm. uh, particularly women, you know, I, I, I think it happens, and I'm sure from the female perspective that must happen and must experience. But I have never had it in my thoughts that it's acceptable to laugh about the woman. But there is a social acceptance in my culture to laugh about men. Mm. So, mm -hmm. for example. You, you know, like if if he has a you know fat belly or a small penis, uh, that is something worth laughing about. Mm -hmm. But if a woman has small tits, that's you know like taboo. 
like you don't make jokes about this. Uh, Even amongst women? Huh? Even amongst women? Uh, even amongst women, I think that is something mm. that I barely hear. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I again, I've been, I haven't been there in a while, and there, there are stupid women in Germany too mm -hmm. that do stupid things. But um, uh, like, uh, uh, generally speaking, I, I never felt that it, it's acceptable to laugh about another person. And I think that uh, making oneself vulnerable in front of another person does give a certain sense of respect. And I think that is also why onsen work in Japan. Like, honestly, you know, like samurai culture, right? Where you had your sword. Like, mm -hmm. when you have your sword, there is always a sense of respect of the skill. But if you're going naked in a bathroom with other men, then mm -hmm. it, like, removes all those things. And then you're like, you're there. That's it. That's you. I mean, yeah. Technology. <laughs> we can go into the technology part. Like, <laughs> I love Japanese bath technology. <laughs> Gorgeous. The usability of Japanese baths is gorgeous. That's good. That's good. Yeah, toilet, toilet. So what do you think, Asuka? What's the future of Japanese toilet? <laughs> the future of Japanese toilet? <laughs> I is don't it know. Is it going to be the machine where you can test your, you know, uh, uh, maybe like a, Already, I think a new, new type of toilet can analyze your health, right? Oh really? I never, I never um, seen that. So I think going for this way, I guess. Oh wow! Like a, mm. Yeah, that's a good idea to be honest. Because if you let's say if you're an elderly people, right? So mm. you can sort of um, check your whether you're healthy or not, healthy or not, by checking your stool. And then if they have like a smart toilet, the way you can check your own stool. So then they go to the toilet and just uh, poops, and then. <laughs> And then there's, yeah. there's a voice-activated machine that say, "Hey, you should go to the doctor today," which is a pretty good idea, I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because it still contains A, B, C, D, I guess. Mm. Right, right. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I think... <laughs> wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, also B day, B day, B day. I. Also, sort of curious. How did they invent bidet? Uh, I think it's French. Oh, it's French. Oh, really? Okay. Bidet. Mm -hmm. The word is French, right? Mm -hmm. So, one interesting um, cultural differences. So, in Indonesia, there's no bidet, and people don't use the tissue paper. <laughs> <laughs> so they use a hose. I don't know. This is kind of probably gonna uh, sounds a little bit weird for other cultures, but you use hose and sort of just pointed it at your butt. <laughs> And you wash and then, it, and then and then you wash it, and then this is normal. It's even in public toilet, even though it's a bit uh, it's a bit mendox it's just a bit a nuisance. But yeah, uh, uh, people do that. I have, mm -hmm. I have, uh, you know, like if you're talking about technology and culture, mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that we need to talk about is excess and mm -hmm. uh, and compactness. And mm. I have mm -hmm. always tried to find, uh, I'm sorry, I should talk into the direction of the microphone. I should always, uh, I always thought about um, ecologically, mm. you know, good technology. So when, particularly in the area where I grew up, for technology to be good, it needs to be ecologically okay. So in the mm. 1980s, mm. around the time when I was born, 
in Austria, there was uh, the gr the green movement starting. So mm -hmm. there was it started with the uh, the attempt to make a nuclear plant in Austria, mm -hmm. and people said no. Like mm. they 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 mostly built the first nuclear plant in Austria, and then people mm. went on the street and said no, we don't want nuclear plants in Austria, we mm. don't want nuclear power, mm. and that was around a little bit before uh, you know Chernobyl, mm. the the nuclear uh, plant explosion in the eighties. Mm. When I was a child, you know, like don't go into the sandbox; it might have uh, radiation waste and stuff like that. Uh, in the eighties, so uh, there was a big movement towards getting it ecologically uh, better technology. So good technology would always have the aspect of ecologically okay, mm -hmm. and uh, and part of this is has always been my thinking: like toilet papers is a waste; it's an incredible waste of resources. And, mm, the, <laughs> and, and the first thought came up, like the technology that I knew that came up in Austria was toilet paper that felt shit, like it felt really uncomfortable, uh, looked like, you know, like gray paper, but it was recycled. It was recycled and it was sold in paper. Yeah, you didn't get like a, a, a plastic bag. You had a mm -hmm. paper bag where you had recycled paper, toilet paper. Mm. And that was like cool you know like that that was my that is my image of cool technology <laughs> like when you get the same technology but with less effort and when i think about indonesian toilets with the the water hose i mm -hmm. thought that's a pretty nice concept on the other hand because you know like you don't need toilet paper i mean i've been to japanese toilets where they have a bidet but no toilet paper which didn't make much much sense to me at the time <laughs> why, why would you not have toilet paper but mm. yeah, so growing up from that, I, I think it's really smart of the like the East Asian concept of the the, the ass shower. Ass <laughs> shower. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Have you ever used it? The... I think oh, we I never use it. <laughs> I think I did once. Yeah. You did once. In, How is it? In in Bangkok, I think. Ah, in ba mm, Bangkok. Mm, that's interesting. Today I've been to Bangkok, but I don't remember. Did I use? I, they didn't have it at all places. Like it was like in a temple. Uh, so. like I a see. Temple. I see. Uh, I I don't mind. Like I, I was only worried if my ass is clean or not. But on the other hand, <laughs> there is this this nice conversation in a movie. What was it? Uh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> yes, you, you, you can talk about cleaning ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, continue conversation about the movies, right? Yeah, like I like Indonesian concept, but that is that is my understanding of technology. You know, like getting it ecologically further is, is is my concept. So if you look at a toilet now, even the modern toilets in Austria, they don't come with many buttons. Like mm. you can maybe find those, but people who use them are snobs and assholes. <laughs> if mm. you want to get a toilet it's it's gonna be you know and ecologically safe and lasting forever and that's a good toilet and mm. uh, it has very little to do with with the fanciness of it but uh, or you know like getting a health test oh my god that's like way too much technology but mm -hmm. i think there is some big cultural differences in the ux and understanding of that uh, 
if you're in, in, in Indonesia and you're looking at that shower, like when you came to Japan, did you feel like they are further or do you think like the Indonesian idea was better? Like, mm, yeah, that's pretty good. That's, that's, that's a pretty interesting question. Uh, I guess Japanese toilet is much more cleaner to use and much more um, comfort, comfortable to use, you know? I think compared to Indonesian toilet because Indonesian toilet usually they put toilet inside the bathroom, mm -hmm. so when you use the hose, sometimes it's, the water scattered all over the place, yes. right? <laughs> but in Japan, we have separate rooms for toilets and bathrooms, so that's that why maybe so intelligent. It's, <laughs> it's such a small thing, but in Europe, you also have many bathrooms with toilets inside, and mm. it's just... so you can poop while you're showering <laughs> 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 wow. because it's inside the bathroom. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's much more convenient in Japan, I think. Although when my father, my, my parents came to Japan, they said, yeah, mm, this is sort of like the opposite things that Indonesian things. Uh, using toilet paper, they feel much more dirtier than using the, 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 the toilet hose. Mm. Yeah, but they can use the bidet, right? So. The bidet also, well, I don't know, bidet, I don't know. I, I haven't tried the, the, the most advanced bidet that ever Yes. Nice because my, yeah, because my the bit in my in my at least my in, in my house, well, <laughs> it's not very good. <laughs> so there's there's sometimes there's a residue. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I've seen you know some advanced bidet on NHK on on the TV. So yeah, I really want to try that. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you thinking? Of? <laughs> this is a really topic. But uh, this is good. This is good. this is really interesting. Very humane topics. Uh, everything. Talk about toilet technology and ass. So, no, no, maybe we should talk about something. <laughs> I have an interesting segue. I have an interesting okay, segue. Okay. Okay. So when I came to Japan, mm -hmm. and when we talk about culture, the other thing is symbols, right? Mm -hmm. So the Japanese toilet has six to 20 symbols. Mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. I think a few years back, they finally started to standardize it. And mm -hmm. I remember this conversation that I had um, five years ago with another entrepreneur in Japan, like mm -hmm. in Osaka here. And he was organizing this this meetup space and I was talking to him and I was saying like, you know, this is really Japan centric design that you have here. Any light mm -hmm. button is, mm -hmm. is, is uh, the user interface of the light button is written in Japanese. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know, like I see this button and it switches on some light and it's probably written properly in Japanese there, maybe not so properly, like some descriptions <laughs> are not well done anyway. But if you look at the buttons, you don't know what's happening if you don't know how to read kanji. It's not even hiragana, like not even the basics of Japanese. You have to read the kanji. You have to be able to read the kanji. And uh, that's pretty much for all the interfaces that I encounter in Japan. And it's it's been very particular, I think. So there, there are some interfaces in Europe that uses mm -hmm. text, but the text that they use on the buttons are usually very short and mostly universal-ish, you know, like stop, <laughs> something that, 
mm-hmm. that that can be quite well understand uh, mm-hmm. understood, and uh, they use colors to mm-hmm. to indicate the same thing. Like on a toilet, the stop button mm-hmm. is white, same like the mm-hmm. start button. <laughs> so there's like another mm-hmm. I want to stop now. Red, 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 red. <laughs> on a toilet, might happen, right? <laughs> but uh, there is no no. Uh, so when I was with him at this space, and I was saying like. You know how many signs in here are unreadable to me? Like not even the Wi-Fi plate, you know, like the plate where it says Wi-Fi signal. I kind of could mm-hmm. guess which one is the Wi-Fi signal, but I also didn't understand the, the use around it. Or if you have like this community space uh, Wi-Fi where it pops up the alert and says like, hey, you have to log in now. Everything is in Japanese. There mm-hmm. are tons of buttons there and it's mm-hmm. really hard to figure out what is going on. And mm-hmm. I think like, from toilet to uh, in in my house, there is the the the, the water uh, dispenser for the bathtub, uh, which also has like twenty buttons. Uh, the gas stove, um, mm-hmm. uh, all the light switches, mm-hmm. uh, and the the switches to uh, for the for the the power grid, like the the, the power security switches. Okay, uh, uh, they are all labeled by default very well in Japanese. So <laughs> I'm coming to this house and I'm thinking like, oh God, which button should I press? And mm-hmm. much worse, much worse, any guest, like I, I, I learned those, right? I'm here for 10 years and I get the skills. Mm-hmm. But if my mom comes, she will not learn that in like a month or two when they're visiting. So they will not be able to use any of the buttons or for the, uh, you know, like the remote control for my, my, uh, my air ducts. And uh, for, uh, not air ducts, for the... Uh, the the what's it called? The thing that makes the air cooler. I, I know the Ventilator. Japanese the, the yeah. <sighs> air conditioning. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, losing words here. <laughs> but um, yeah, so there 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 are characters on every design, every button. Mm-hmm. There is Japanese written out like the Japanese TV control is still a big mm-hmm. mystery to me I finally uh, now know where I changed the input mm. but I'm wondering what is your perspective on it like if you go to Europe are the buttons easier uh, why do you think they're not bringing it to Japan I mean he got really upset he was the, the person that I talked to at the time he was like you know you're a foreigner this is Japan uh, accept our culture like and I, I was more like um, you know like you can get a better culture by thinking about how to make it better, like adding colors, using symbols, like they do in toilets now. You know the, the the standard symbols for things. So at least you only have to learn them one times and for each toilet. <laughs> hmm. I think this is not just buttons. Like a, even like a IT product. Mm-hmm. The user interface is different. Like a long time, I I used to use um, PayPal. So for online payment system, for me, PayPal was quite basic. But then recently, PayPay is quite popular here. Then PayPay's interface is really complicated. So many buttons. Mm-hmm. But 
compared to PayPay, um, PayPal's really like uh, one or two buttons, like uh, totally different. So it's somehow Japanese at so many buttons. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Even like a line, line has so many buttons, so yes, many that's features, true. right? So many features, so many buttons. And compared it, to WhatsApp. Yeah, compared to WhatsApp or compared to, I don't know, um, yeah, like uh, any other messaging mm -hmm. app. So then PayPay also, like, you can do many things and there are loads of buttons. Do you think that's a good thing? What's your insight in this? Um, for me, I prefer a simple one, but mm -hmm. if, if culturally, already if Japanese people are educated as this way, then for them, this way is better. But may, it's not for universal, but for Japanese, maybe. Where does, this, where, where does this thinking come from? Like, I mean, do you have a stereotype of Japanese skills in your head when you make your, your websites and when you designs? Are you thinking like, oh, this big website can add so many buttons, so I can do two? Or is it like, I don't know, where does it come from? I'm not sure. Maybe, I don't know. Mm. Mm. That's kind of mystery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, really. Do you like to add buttons with text? Or how do you think about buttons? Do you think about buttons? Like, when you think about buttons, right? And the design of the button, do you think about the word in kanji? Like, do you think about the, the calligraphy of it? Or do you think about how it sounds? Or do you think about the, the function or the behavior? Like, when I say play button, does it automatically look to you like a rectangle, like a triangle, sorry, the play button? Or does it look to you like uh, a prey in katakana? Or like, how, how does it look to you? Like, if you had to, like, just, you know, like, quickly. <laughs> quickly, maybe use icon. Icon use plus, icon. yeah, like a. Icon plus. Icon. Yeah, so they, there is a text below it. Mm. So you are, um, how much you are designer too, right? Uh, me? Mm. Yeah, but, yeah, in my previous job. So, <laughs> so what's your idea? Uh, in, in, in what sense? About how, would, how, how do you imagine the button? Do you hear the, 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 the sound of it? Do you, do you imagine the functionality or is it the text or is it the you know symbol when you think about the button play button for example the play button but generally like is the what is the first thing that comes to mind so if i so for play, i guess I mean, if, in this case for play button because i've used a lot of apps that has a play buttons and it always yeah. has the uh, commonalities so it always has the, the, the triangle icons right so i Probably gonna imagine the triangle buttons. Yeah. 
But she just mentioned, so uh, for the contrast, I just noticed that she mentioned plus, plus label, mm. Mm -hmm. right? So having a button plus label is something that is really common here. Buttons plus label. Uh, so Even for symbol mm -hmm. plus label. Yes, yeah, yeah. So not just the symbol itself, but the symbol plus label. Yeah, that's a pretty interesting uh, uh, topic that we can discuss, bud. Yeah. Is it because the there's a, a pretty high percentage of old people in Japan? That's why, uh, you know, designs we compare with the Western counterparts, it's more complicated. Mm, not sure, <laughs> but for for all the people, maybe simple ones better, right? Yeah, that's true. Big text, big buttons, right? Yeah, that's why um, phone company creates from user interface for all the people. And Do you know if that's may, popular? It, it popular or not? Yeah. I'm not sure. My mom is using iPhone. Oh, okay. She's 68. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. Maybe iPhone's enough <laughs> for mm -hmm. all the people. I don't Does know. She, she know how to operate all the apps, like how to download apps, add the apps, or just on, only to, only knows how to use the basic functionalities? Uh, basic function, only line. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Line. Yeah. Did Did you have to teach how to use Line? To uh, her? Yeah, just a little bit. Then, More. That's pretty good. Yeah, just a little bit. So. Mm. Mm. So only Line. Mm. How is it in Indonesia, Ahmad? Like, how does the how how the how is the visual language working in Indonesia? Can you have? Do you remember some history on this? Visual language. Uh, so we don't have a, a particular, a strong visual his, histories. Um, but then again, there was this one seminar that I I, I watched. Uh, it was done by Google, so they had a research. So in Indonesia, ultimately, people loves icons because if you go to Indonesia, if you see restaurants or the hawkers, they use icons for chicken for things like that, and they ultimately, you know see this as a as a, as a strong as a strong uh, visual cues for Indonesians although they don't actually apply it on websites you know websites um, Indonesian people are more leaning towards the Western counterpart you know using simple easy to understand uh, yes that's it mm. in technology I find easy to understand such a difficult concept <laughs> like particularly if we go to you know like Mm -hmm. uh, global context difficult mm -hmm. to understand in Japan is something so different from difficult to understand in the US or so mm -hmm. different even you know US and Europe which is said to be very similar what is easy to understand between those is worlds mm -hmm. apart mm -hmm. so so what is it for example oh uh, easy to understand what is oh I love subtitles in movies. <laughs> uh, I love like if I re if I watch movies with subtitles, that's wonderful because you can see what concepts are easy to comprehend by people and what concepts are not. Like you, mm -hmm. if you see which things are are correctly translated because they are understood, and you can see which things are poorly understood and are replaced with some other concept. Uh, mm -hmm. So 
uh, you know, gender equality, for example, is something like that is popularly different, but also this eco culture mm -hmm. in, in Europe or in Japan, it's the beauty skin or uh, like the, the understanding of uh, like, I'm 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 fishing in the blue here. I'm not mm -hmm. sure if those are actual mm -hmm. things, but mm -hmm. uh, the the collagen, mm -hmm. like everybody in Japan mm -hmm. knows about collagen, right? Uh -huh. And blood yeah. types. This yeah. is like a common thing where you can can tell people, and they're like, "Oh yeah, sure, I know about this." And in Austria, you talk about uh, homeopathics. Mm -hmm. Aska, do you know about homeopathics? <laughs> no, what's homeopathics? Rahmat? Yes, I know homeopathics. <laughs> yeah, but is it like a big thing in Indonesia? Or big thing, like yes. A... That's uh, called something called dukun. Well, which is in English shaman. Yeah. Yeah, they use sort of magic. You know, all these weird alternative ah, yeah. alternative methods <laughs> to cure you. Yeah. And homeopathy was a big thing in Germany. Like, mm. still is. Oh, like, really? Everybody knows. Like you know at least one crazy person who is like homeopathics is the thing and you will like <laughs> it's like the, in a sense homeopathics are very expensive uh, placebos mm -hmm. uh, but <laughs> the concept is super weird mm -hmm. but um, uh, yeah everybody understands it in Germany nobody understands it in Japan and if you're talking about easy to understand the same thing goes about concepts on homepages right so if I if I look at the Japanese homepage uh, at every Japanese homepage there is the about company page where mm -hmm. they have the, yeah. The, yeah. The, mm. the facts about the company where it says mm -hmm. like okay we had mm. like decent some number of initial financing which mm. doesn't mean anything <laughs> we have this and this number of people, which is usually outdated. We <laughs> this is the boss. This is the company address. This is the proper writing of the company, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You find that on no European website. But on the other hand, what you find on a European website is an imprint section. So there is this imprint section. And if you're, uh, if you're a bit savvy on the internet, you know that you have to look into the imprint for, ge for getting some stuff. And uh, uh, in Japan, if you don't have this... Uh, I, I don't remember what the, the, the name for the menu point is, but if, if that is missing in the navigation, you're basically not a proper company. Like I've noticed myself when I've uh, uh, when I see some new web service from a Japanese mm. company that is lacking mm. the company company information, the corporate information. I think like they are not proper. <laughs> there is something fishy going on just by not having this information. But that is like this cultural understanding that this information uh, mm. provides a certain. Uh, you know, like comprehensible recognition or uh, uh, reputation of the company. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I see. I see. That's true. Yeah. So we've we've talked a lot about um, you know robot technology, <laughs> uh, UI UX toilets, even as, <laughs> which is really interesting. So I think. Japanese is really unique. I, I don't know whether you want to continue this conversation, but we've we've been talking for one hour more than one hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and this is really super interesting. Um, Everybody who knows me knows that I have no stop button. Like, <laughs> you can search my body, like you can try to press somewhere, but usually starting more. It's yeah, yeah. Starting less. One thing that I, yeah. <laughs> So one thing that I've concluded from this uh, 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 podcast is that Japanese people uh, would use technology that sort of like connect with them emotionally. 
I think this is something that is really mm. interesting for me because you know I've grew up with Doraemon as well, and uh, I find I find his story is really interesting and very uh, uh, emotional. And I'm not sure. Well, this is something that I would like to talk about maybe you know, on the late, later se session as well. Maybe is this something had to do with the uh, how? Um, maybe I'm generalizing here. Maybe Japanese people is more uh, in terms of relationship is much more aloof, uh, not close, not opened. Sorry. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. So they, uh, instead of communicating with other people, they could communicate with uh, robots because robots doesn't judge you. Mm. you you're not going to get offended by, by robots because robots only listen to uh, what, uh, what you want to hear, right? Mm. Maybe is there something that's connected with that? It, Maybe we can talk about it on another session. <laughs> you want to stop us today? Okay. <laughs> I. I'm okay oh, um, <laughs> 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 I don't really want to discuss about that, right? <laughs> I can discuss about that. I have no stop button. We could we could talk about something else right? uh, because this okay. is pretty interesting. Maybe we can invite uh, other people as well, not Aska. Uh, I don't know. Do you know anybody else? I know a few people, I suppose, uh, that maybe want to join this conversation. About, uh, we will find someone. We will find someone. Really <laughs> yeah. But we can we can go into different topics if you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Hmm. Mm. So, mm. thank you so much. <laughs> 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 thank you so much for your time. Uh, thank you and, for inviting us. And have a nice weekend. Thank you. <laughs> so thank I'm, you. Uh, you too.